Welcome along to the Devon Live Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast. One more week has passed. Uh, home fans have still not seen any football, but that'll soon be rectified in a couple of days' time. Um, welcome along. Now, the big news from Netflix's point of view, you may have seen, uh, if not, it's sat in this story somewhere. The uh, trailer is out for the Netflix documentary. We're very excited. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, um, it's finally... Surface, yeah. doesn't it? After it seems such a long time ago since um, uh, uh, the, the film crew from New York, uh, yeah. from Topic Studios, was overdoing all this. I remember it was in the week December two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, which sounds like last century now, doesn't it? Um, uh, and it's obviously taken a long time to put together because this documentary on United's Great Escape mm-hmm. of nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, um, uh, is only one of eight. I think there are eight episodes of sporting yeah. redemption, but it, it, snatching the others look great as well. From the jaws of yeah disaster. The others look great as well. Don't there's golf, there's basketball, there's ice skating, ice skating. curling, yeah, Sahara running by the look of it. Yes, uh, uh, dog sledding across dog sledding. Alaska. Yes, right. Yeah, they're, they're, these are all weird and wonderful stories of. Um, uh, uh, escape, redemption, uh, yeah. uh, survival um, uh, in extraordinary and weird and wonderful circumstances. And, and the, the, the story of 1987 when United, yeah. go again, stayed in the Football League on goal difference uh, with a stoppage time equaliser at Playmore in injury time. Yeah. Created by Bryn the Police Dogs bite on Jim Nicholl. And, um, and the trailer alone has, has you in it, obviously. It's got John Lovis in it, it's got Kenny Allen in it. There's a nice clip of the goal going in and Tom Kelly celebrating. It certainly whets the appetite, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that I, I, you're never quite sure how these things work out when you're doing them. I, I certainly didn't realise when the crew hauled me, they arrived at the Herald Express offices that, that, that Sunday afternoon and took me into the old filing room and Long since gone as well, isn't it? Very sadly, long since gone. But um, I certainly hadn't a clue what role I was playing in it. I just thought I was introducing it or something like that, and I just ended. It seems as if I virtually ended up as the narrator of the whole thing or something along those lines, which is horrifying. Seeing yourself (laughs) (laughs) on a screen like that, they'll be kind to you. Don't worry. Well, and uh, and and, but these are, and and we'll get on to. Cliff Myers in a minute and yeah. Ian Twitching again. The, these are, I've always thought, and maybe it's because we're a bit old and crusty now, that, that these things are hugely important because they are, let's face it, a club's heritage, history uh, and heritage and, and, and they bind the generations yeah. together and, and go to create what we all love, you know. And, and um, I, I think supporters who certainly were much too young or just too young to have been there or mm. remember that time because blimey we are talking an awful long time it it's like a surprisingly a, long time ago isn't it yeah. 30 something mm. years yeah, it is. um uh, uh, would quite i think they'll be interested to see how the club was in those days yeah uh, um you know it certainly looked all the film you know playmore looked very different looks different yeah um and uh, uh, i think people will enjoy it I'm sure there are little elements of it that 
one or two might might go. Well, the, the, the strange not, thing is, but, um, the small we put the um, we're speaking on Thursday, and we put the trailer up as soon as Mickey sent it from New York this morning, which yeah. was very kind. Um, put it up straight away, and one or two people have taken a little bit of gentle exception to the title of the series, which is Losers. Yes, that's the title of the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, but it's it's ironic in a way. It's and, not meant as as no. a sort of a a, a dig. It's not meant as a dig. It, it's uh, it's meant as people fighting against the odds. Yeah. In other words, I, I, it's it, it, it it's not meant to imply. And I've spoken to him about it, and because I, I thought, well, I don't think one or two people will take too kindly mm. the title. And and he explained that 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 these these stories are about people that don't hit the headlines normally. That that they are the forgotten yeah. type of people in sport. Um, people who didn't win anything and 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 probably were never going to those sort of things, but there's something special yeah. about them, uh, and and so the whole series is called Losers. The the episode I'm talking about is called The Jaws of Victory. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> That's quite clever, actually. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I, I can understand people yeah. going. Well, hold on a minute. That's a bit much calling it losers, um, uh, and and there's a fair bit of animated stuff in it, isn't there? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. not not too much, I don't think. But and one or two people that might rub a little bit uneasily uh, uh, with some. But on the whole, I think, on yeah. the whole, if you were handing out ticks and crosses, I think there's more. Yeah. There's more ticks. And it's crosses. beautifully shot. But maybe shot. I would yeah. say that, wouldn't I? But beautifully um, shot as well. It's lovely to look at. It's it's very very nicely done. So. We'll um we'll leave, it'll and be the actual thing is released March the first March the first which, which is next week let's face it yeah isn't very so, uh, uh, far away I imagine with these Netflix things the whole series goes on at once as well well that's it? that's one of the reasons why why it's been quite a while is is that obviously the whole thing took quite a long time to edit mm -hmm. um, but when you re all the, all the episodes have been released on at the same time quite right too and because. We are going global here. Um, uh, obviously, all all the stuff in the Jaws of Victory is is in English, and for that worldwide audience yeah. that United is about to touch, um, you they have to put um, yeah. dubbing or subtitles up I, I'm in very... Chinese and Portuguese and Indian and and everywhere else, which I think is that they kept apologising, kept coming. Sorry, Dave, we, we we've got. Uh, it's not out until now because originally it was due to be out in about November time, I think. Yeah. And then you know we're oh we, we've we've got to put more more language stuff on it and everything. And actually, and I was going obviously we were just getting a little bit frustrated because quite a lot of the players who've taken part, Jim McNichol, Kenny Allen, Stuart Morgan, the manager at the time, Paul Dobson, um, you know, were understandably keen to, for it to hit the yeah, <laughs> hit yeah. the streets. Um, and the reason was is because. They are quite pleased with the whole series. They think it ticks all the boxes, yeah. and they wanted it to reach the widest possible audience. So that's why it's been a bit of a delay. And when I watch it, I'm going to go through the settings on my TV, and I'm going to dub you into Icelandic. Or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, that's I'm determined to. Uh, I should pop round and watch it with you <laughs> if you do. Good stuff. So that's that's the Netflix thing, right? We'll jump the go. We'll come back to the Welling game uh, a little bit later on. We'll also look ahead to the Dulwich Hamlet game on Saturday. 
But let's talk about Woking and let's talk about Ben Gering, shall we, to start with? Because, you know, we like to reflect what's getting people vexed on social media this week. And um, Ben Gering has been the subject of a lot of tweets. I think somebody, there was a story on Devon Live as well, because Ben, ben was suspended. Last Saturday, last Saturday against Western Supermare. He went in amongst the Woking fans, for whom he is a bit of a hero at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and he was filmed and it was posted on the social media singing along with the Woking fans, Talker United, we're coming for you and all that sort of thing. Uh, and one or two people got a bit hot under the collar about it, but we're not among them, are we? Well, n- not really. I, 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 ben is a... He's, he's not a larger than life character. That, that's that's, he's that's too much. But he, he let me he's, put let me put a, a theory to you. I, he's a nineteen seventies footballer. Yeah, he's an old fashioned centre half, hometown club type centre half. No frills. You you know he, he plays the way he's facing. He does the simple things, and the fans love him for it. He's like a nineteen seventies player. Isn't yeah, he? very committed. Yeah, uh, he's a talky lad through and through. Uh, I'm sure if he was sitting here, he would admit that he felt that possibly he should have been playing for Torquay before he actually did and probably should have been playing for Torquay after he did. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, he never, ever gave less than 100% Absolutely. For, for, for Torquay. Um, scored one or two quite yeah. interesting and important goals. Um, and But he, he was obviously released eventually and, and has played for a few clubs since. Uh, and is now at Woking and doing very well for them. Yeah. And obviously Woking won 2-1 last Saturday. United lost 2 at, um, uh, at Welling. And subsequently their win on Tuesday night took them above United and Woking yeah. now at top by two points. And we'll come to all that situation in a minute. But I think obviously he had the afternoon off last Saturday. So he went in the crowd. Look, he's not the first player to go and stand in the crowd. No. Uh, Angus MacDonald used to do it on a regular basis. Why? Uh, why um, wouldn't you? Uh, uh, during yeah. his many suspensions yeah. at, at Plainmore, and I think by the sound of it, some of the working fans sort of said to him, "Oh, give us a song, Ben." Yeah. Um, and Ben is the type of lad who, instead of going, "No, I'm not going to," would probably say, "Yeah, go on, I'll, why I'll not?" Do it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and and of course, this t- it's not a two horse race, and Gary Johnson and the Talkie players would be the first to stress that but I think in the eyes of Torquay and Woking fans it kind of has been uh, yeah and may still will be we'll see um so this is this for, is for Woking fans Torquay are the big danger yeah. for Torquay fans Woking are the big danger yeah uh, and it all appears to have not kicked off but you know what I mean uh, yeah. uh, on the terraces at Kingfield last last Saturday and um, you know what social media is like these days absolutely somebody only has to have their mobile running uh, and um, taking a little video of it yeah uh, and before you know where you were, you were um, Ben singing we're coming for you or whatever it was uh, stand up if you hate yeah. talkie or whatever it is. Um, uh, uh, it, it went goes, viral. Goes viral. Yes, exactly. It? Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I think it's there's always a danger with these things, isn't it? Is that they get blown up out, yeah. of, out of not out of all proportion, but whether Ben would, in retrospect, go mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Knowing him, he probably was quite amused by the whole thing yeah. and would go, nah, whatever. Um, so. 
It's all part of the build-up to the game, isn't well, it? We've got a big, big game coming as, up. As a sales game. pitch for the game, I'm going to sell a few extra tickets. <laughs> the, the, the working chairman probably wants to put an extra fiver in his wages this week <laughs> for uh, um, for helping with that along. It, 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 look, look, it's only what Muhammad and Ali and Joe Fraser used to do yeah. back in the 70s. And even now, people pushing each other at, at boxing press conferences when you know they it's all put on. Um, it's and I'm, I'm absolutely certain Ben did, never had a thought of that in his mind when he did it last Saturday. It was something that cropped yeah. up on the spur of the moment, and um, yeah, Bob's so, your uncle. So I mean, I, I was actually you preempted the next question I was going to ask you: Is it a two-horse race between us and the town called Malice or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, still, to, still, other teams to get involved. I do. I, I, I think that there is, and. I think Chelmsford remain uh, the main character, the, the, the main player, yeah. the possible player. United still have to play them in a rearranged game, which is coming up quite soon. Uh, should Chelmsford beat United in that, in that match, I think they're right in it. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a two-horse race. Um, uh, we've got some interesting um, uh, uh, fixture situation cropping up. Chel- um, uh, Woking have just played four successive home games. Yeah. They've lost two. So we're, we're all we're all getting a little bit jittery about how well they've done. Yeah, four successive home games. They've lost two and won yeah. two. Yeah, um, uh, uh, and they've and so they've had a run of home games, which they haven't made as much of as they probably were hoping to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's face it; they've used up their games in hand now, and they're only one result ahead of United. Yeah, um, fine. Good luck to them. But six of their next eight matches are away from home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And they still have to play five of the top seven teams in the division. They've still got to go to Dartford this Saturday. Uh, uh, not one of the top seven, but Truro away next Tuesday night. That's a fascinating time, isn't it? wouldn't that be ironic if Truro, who are, are decent at home yeah. um, and play more fans in the two matches against them over uh, yeah. uh, Christmas and New Year, will testify that there were no pushovers in, in no, the, absolutely. even though United won yeah. both of them in the end. Um uh, they won at home last last Saturday. They're still not completely out of relegation mm-hmm. trouble. And wouldn't it be great if Truro, who obviously shared playing more for half the season, could do United a they, massive favour? They could give Woking season. a dap on the nose. We'd be quite happy about that. We would. We? They've then got Welling away. Yeah. Good Bath, side. Exactly. Bath away. Playoff contenders. Torquay home. Yeah. Chelmsford away. Yeah. And Concord home. Those are amongst their, their, their forthcoming fixtures. United have got three of the next four at home. Yeah. Plus, Stuff. plus yeah. East Thurrock, who are obviously relegation battlers, away next Tuesday night. Now, let's not jump to too many conclusions. But all I've all I'm just sort of putting into the, the mix is Woking have got a tough series of fixtures coming up. Yeah. Good luck to them. And United have got a winnable set of fixtures, yeah. a more winnable set of fixtures coming up. So let's see in a month's time. Uh, um, yeah. Well, uh, yes, it will be a month from the end of March. Uh, all building up to this crucial game between Woking and Torquay at Kingfield on April the sixth. What a game that's going to be! Even yeah. as as you say, we we can start talking it up now because it is e- even more so now. You've mentioned that it, it presents itself as as the absolute pivotal game of the season. It does, it? and 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 I'll and I'll bet with a bit of help from people like us and and as if we need to, because it'll certainly crop up amongst the two clubs and the sets of supporters. Yeah. A, a National League South game 
at Kingfield between Woking and Torquay. Kingfield holds 6,000. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I haven't heard any confirmation, but there are already rumours uh, that Woking is setting aside a thousand tickets for Torquay fans. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be advanced ticket sales for that match. Uh, um, I, there's no thought at the moment that it's all ticket, but we'll better keep our eyes open for that. Yeah. Um, you could easily imagine on a nice April Saturday, Woking is get outable from this part yeah. of the world. Get there by you, train. You could easily yeah. see Torquay taking up to a thousand fans to, to, to that game. Now you imagine a National League South match pulling in five, five to six thousand people. Uh, yeah. That would generate publicity out of all proportion to yeah. the level of the game that it is. Um, it, it, it would be on a par with uh, that day at Barnet when uh, uh, Barnet and Torquay <coughs> met on the last day of the season to decide who stayed in the football league and who went down. There'll be and people, of course, the thing went completely. Yeah. There'll be people uh, climbing crazy, trees outside to get a yeah. view, and of the there are a few at Kingfield. Yeah, yeah. so. Know. Uh, it's it's all building up very nicely to that, isn't it? But um, if Gary Johnson was sat here with us, uh, he'd be the first to say, <coughs> "Can we concentrate on the games before then, yeah. please?" Yeah. <laughs> well, let's do that. But let's start with um, with Welling last week. A reverse at Welling. Yeah. Uh, disappointing on a number of levels. Let's talk about red cards to begin with. First of all, Kyle Cameron um, picked up a red. Um, it, it, I think you said before the game that it was going to be a day for cards. Well, at the horrible risk of sounding the old I told you so, I, and, you know, goodness sake, I'm wrong more times than the next bloke, but I just had this feeling, and I wasn't the only one. Yeah. Gary Johnson had this feeling before the game, and I know he spelled it out to the players beforehand. Look, this is what might happen. You know, lots of fouls, lots of free kicks, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Be careful about talking back. Uh, and and which United didn't do actually, what uh, that wasn't the real problem. Mm. But United conceded twenty free kicks during the course of last Saturday, which yeah. was more than twice as many as, as as Welling did, and there wasn't a bad foul amongst them. Right. Uh, the worst foul on, in the whole game was undoubtedly the foul by Dan Wilkes, the Welling goalkeeper, on Jake Andrews. Well, I mean, I've um, seen the video of that, and there are people on Twitter saying, well, you know, when you saw it in the flesh, it looked even worse. Yeah, it's a very very risky tackle well, on Jake Andrews. The crazy thing is, is, is that the Welling contingent, and let's stress repeatedly here, Welling thoroughly deserved to win the game on yeah. Saturday. United did not. It, this isn't about the wrong team winning or injustice or anything mm. like that. It's just stuff that's come out of what was obviously quite an important result. Um, uh, a lot of people at Welling were talking about, yeah, but it wasn't. It didn't deny a goal-scoring opportunity. There was still defensive cover on. Well, yeah, but how about a goalkeeper throwing himself at Jake Andrews to stop him getting a shot, yeah. a shot away? Because I mean, if you haven't seen it, Jake Andrews is on the edge of the box, just out, isn't he? Yeah, a bit further out, maybe. Yeah. And the keeper comes charging well, out. The keeper comes originally to try and deal with a ball to the edge of the box. Yeah. He doesn't win it there. Uh, he's now on the edge of his own box, having not won it. The ball drops to Jake Andrews a bit further out. Yeah. And Wilkes just basically takes one look at him and says, well, I might as well keep going <laughs> Uh, and 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 just takes him out. Um, uh, feet feet, as, feet point, first. Did he go in feet first? It looked yeah. a bit like it. Yeah. I mean, as Gary Johnson said afterwards, he said if that foul had taken place anywhere else on the field, well, by an outfield player, yeah, it would be a it would be a red card. You yeah. know, it's 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 a reckless lunging. You know, hmm. assault would be a slightly too strong a word, but, but players um, get injured in challenges like that. That's right. They? 
um, uh, and uh, yellow card. Yeah. And of course, meanwhile, United and you know uh, Johnson is quite rightly saying you know they're going to have to learn from this sort of thing. Uh, and the referee Ryan Atkin, uh, whatever you thought about his overall performance, okay, perhaps not the greatest referee you've ever seen mm. in history, but the point was that he had to make a whole series of decisions. Mostly welling players going to ground because that is the uh, that tells you that in the in the free yeah. kick count. Yeah. Um, and United players kept giving him a decision to make, mm -hmm. and um, uh, uh, they ended up picking up bookings, crucially yeah. for Cameron and Sandals White, both in the first half hour. So that puts yeah. them under pressure straight away yeah. for the rest of the game. And they were up against a very lively pair. Six foot four inches tall, Danny Mills used to be on loan here at Torquay, and a young lad called Jack Barham, remember the name on loan from Barnet, decent, quick, little and large striker up front. Yeah. Uh, as Steve King, the Welling manager, said, Danny Mills won absolutely everything in the air. He, by the way, he won virtually nothing in the game at Plainmore, which he <laughs> United won 3-1, but still, there you go. Um, uh, and I'm pretty sure he started in that match. I've, Many apologies to him if he was only on the bench. But anyway, um, uh, and and United did not cope with it. No. They didn't cope with it. Steve King, well done. He had been at Dartford. He, 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 was, he watched United's match at Dartford recently, where United were probably second best for much of the first half there. Yeah. Um, they ended up winning 2-0. Well done. Uh, I didn't go to that game, but, but a lot of people said that um, Dartford were slightly unlucky not to be in front by half time yeah. and he was saying after the game that he saw stuff in that match that helped him to plan for last Saturday yeah um, and uh, uh, yeah I mean Welling they gave it everything on the day they got more or less everything right they could get right uh, having said that United should have scored very early on yeah uh, um, with a header by Seku Jane admittedly the cross arrived a bit fast and high for him but United created a goal-scoring opportunity in the first minute of the match. Yeah. And if the score remained at nil-nil, and if is the biggest word in the English language, um, who knows what might have happened in the second half. But they conceded an absolutely dreadful goal on the stroke of half-time. Haven't seen it's it. It's a long ball by yeah. a midfield player from the edge of his own area. Yeah. And basically, he's just whacked it. There's no flick on by Mills. Whacked it straight over the centre of United's defence. Jamie Sandals White and Carl Cameron, and we'll praise them in a minute because they've done bloody well in yeah. the most of the last few months. And Barham just basically spins, runs in behind them. Neither of them managed to deal with it. And then Sean McDonald, who has been fantastic for United for most of the season, yeah. always positive, always trying to come off his line to deal with stuff, does it again, suddenly goes, whoops, I can't get there, yeah. stops. And Barham lobs the ball over him into, into an empty net on the stroke of half time. Yeah. So, you know, from going in after a not great first half at nil nil, with some time to maybe get a few things sorted out and some finger pointing going on, yeah. United are one nil down. They concede the second goal to an absolute cream of a shot. Yeah. Six minutes into the second half, and it's uphill from then on. By the way, literally uphill because they were playing <laughs> uphill um, at Parkview Road. Um, and then Cameron gets sent off on the totting up process 15 minutes from time. Uh, Gary Johnson had already made a couple of changes. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Vincent went on and, by the way, really looked the part in midfield. Yeah. But he found himself obviously in a team with 10 men. 
And with 10 men, United completely dominate the last last 15 minutes. Always which, the way, isn't it? Well, there you go. Yeah, which, but yeah. it does give rise to that feeling of, well, why didn't they play at that pace yeah. and tempo uh, earlier? But, you know, again, at the risk of, of sounding as if you're making excuses, everybody must remember how young this team is. Yeah. These are 21, 22, 24-year-old players, a lot of them, who are quite a few in the, in their first full season mm. of senior football at this level under this pressure with this expectation on them yeah um and they are going to have occasional days there was a sort of a one at bath last mm. month when for one reason or another it just doesn't happen and they get it wrong uh, uh, I, I was watching last saturday and i thought where's alex watson and Alex Russell and a couple of other people, a couple of about, old heads. Yeah, yeah, they would know how to handle this. Yeah, uh, they would. They would tell everybody in the team after twenty minutes, right? This isn't working. We're giving them absolutely sweet FA for the next whatever yeah. it is. Cut all that kind of stuff. But bless them, the United youngsters. They kept trying to beat yeah. a man. Kept trying to make it happen. Kept trying to make it happen. Didn't. Kept breaking down. Kept breaking down. And Welling fed off it. And in the end, thoroughly deserved to win. End of story. And it's unlike us not to score. It's unlike us. First to come time up in there. twenty matches yeah. since Gary Johnson took over, the United failed to hit the net. Only the second defeat in twenty. Yeah. Fifteen wins, three draws, two defeats. So we shouldn't be wringing our hands too much. There you go. But it, uh, how come? You know what? What was? What went wrong up front? We didn't. We, did we not get the chances? Well, not they didn't get the, ball get, into didn't get the chances. No. Uh, um, in fairness, I thought Jamie Reid worked really. They both worked hard, but Jamie yeah. Reid. You know, worked his backside off as he always yeah. does. Saker Janet the same. It just didn't happen for them. Yeah. There, were, there were so few real decent goal scoring opportunities. Uh, it wasn't for uh, a lot of. I saw some stuff after the game. United fans, oh, they weren't at it and all that kind of. Yeah, okay. In in a footballing sense, maybe some weren't at it, mm. but it wasn't in terms of not wanting it or or or. Steve King, the the, the Welling manager, said came out afterwards, and I can understand him saying that. You know, oh, I thought we wanted it more. It's a Yes, okay. Yeah. Welling absolutely tried their hearts out, deserved to win, but wanting it more sometimes in a football sense. Um, I, I've seen players run themselves into the ground to, so that they could barely put one leg in front of another at the final whistle, yeah, and not get and, and absolutely nothing come off for them. And it does happen. Doesn't it, it does yeah. happen sometimes. Yeah. All right, I don't think I think United's effort and their willingness on Saturday just ended up being directed in the wrong direction if mm. you know what I mean yeah. and, and um, uh, you these these young they are young players they will improve hopefully they will learn from this um, I know Gary Johnson has been spending all week looking back over it having a chat with him about how you tackle these days and what you have to do in these circumstances um, yeah. United have, have, have had so much success over the last few months with their game as Gary Johnson is always talking about this isn't it playing our game yeah. we, we want flowing football fast tempo passing and it's, et cetera, et cetera. it's worked and it's, and it's, worked, well. and it's yeah. worked sensationally yeah. well I mean United are scoring goals buckets full of goals yeah. uh, 59 goals in 19 games before last, before last Saturday um, you know it's it, Something like that happened last Saturday was bound to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Torquay are not perfect. 
you know, they, they, they were probably not going to go unbeaten through the rest of the season. And who knows, they might well not go unbeaten through the rest of the season now. Mm. And, 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 you know, we're coming to the real nitty gritty now, aren't we? Yeah. The pressure's been cranked up. You know, you, we're now really down to it. We, we, we've got, what, is it 13, 13 games, games, to, get, to, go. games yeah. to go? We'll yeah. be down in single figures before we know yeah. it. Um, and uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's exciting stuff. It Would is. we rather be where we are than oh, fighting another relegation battle? Absolutely. I think so. Isn't it nice? And uh, that's one of those little icebergs that Gary Johnson often talks about, isn't it? The, yeah. uh, the Welling game, that's one of those we're hold but uh, not below the waterline that's right patch up and carry on yeah so we begin that on saturday dulwich hamlet are yeah. the um the visitors on yes. saturday interesting team it is um very well united... supported side oh, fantastic when united went to dulwich before christmas um they were still playing at they'd been banished by their landlords at um, champion hill their yeah. much loved ground um, and uh, uh, they were playing at Tooting and Mitcham as they had been for the best part of a year, yeah. certainly nine months anyway. Um, and I forget the gate at Tooting and Mitcham, I think it was 1700, something yeah. like that, in the away game. Um, very good atmosphere up there, great supporters. Yeah. And of course, since yeah. they've gone back to Champion Hill for the last six matches, they've been the best supported team in the division. They've had a couple of 3,000s. Yeah. Um, uh, that there is a real culture up there. It's a supporter-owned club. Yeah. Uh, and um, they've been they've pulled in slightly more. It's only a few hundred, but in the, the, than Torquay, who of course are still the biggest, um, yeah. the best supported team in the league. Um, and uh, yeah, 16,674 fans have turned up for their last six matches. That's, That's an average impressive. of 2,700 yeah. odd. Uh, United aren't far behind, 16,000 plus, something like, like that. So, uh, uh, real up for it fans. They're one of those clubs with a, a bit of a sort of a cult following, aren't they? They're, it's a bit like the old Wimbledon, when Wimbledon yeah. were reformed yeah. um, after the other club had cleared off to Milton Keynes and, and Wimbledon had come up through at. Yeah. AFC Wimbledon have come up through at Kingfield and of course they are due to go back to, to Plough Lane uh, um, yeah. in the not too distant future um, and they, they pulled in great gates way above the level they were playing at because they had to go right back down to the bottom of the pyramid yeah. and Dulwich have done more or less the same uh, they came up through the Isming League playoffs last season um, the shame from their point of view if you are a Dulwich fan is, is that their form on the pitch hasn't been great and and, yeah. and this is mainly down to the fact they've struggled to score goals um, but uh, on, on their good days they've upset one or yeah. two um, and uh, I'm sure they'll bring some fans on Saturday it's a hugely important game for them as well as for United yeah uh, should be a great atmosphere. Um, George, George Essim in the United got George, Bender, yeah, he's, yeah, he's on loan there. Um, won't be allowed to play. Uh, I don't suppose. Uh, I haven't heard that confirmed, but I can't mm. imagine that United would want him. Yeah. He's been on the bench most of the time these last few weeks, which is not particularly a criticism of him, because if Woking are decent, it's at the back, or it tends to be. Uh, they've got uh, two centre-backs who, who United... Found one United United fans might well have got Mag, Magnus Ock... Okuange, it's rather right. difficult yeah. pronunciation. Many years playing for Dagenham, Colchester, Luton, great okay. big yeah. barn door yeah. on the centre half, and a lad called Michael Chambers, who's a very good player alongside him, used to be with Palace and Welling. Yeah, um, those two are decent at the back. Um, so uh, it's not a gimme on Saturday. Might stretch the imagination. Well, uh, Dulwich Hamlet, what? 
they've got nothing to lose on Saturday, no, have they? Absolutely. Um, uh, they? They got a three-all draw with Hamel Hempster, I think, last last Saturday, um, which is unusual for them because their games don't tend to be high-scoring yeah. affairs. And it, I mean, the weather forecast is pretty good. We haven't seen a game at Playmore since January the twenty-sixth. It's, it's when it's Torquay beat Oxford seven-two. Weird, isn't it? A month. Yeah. Effectively. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching No, that. no. And, and uh, obviously, Woking will be at Dartford on the same afternoon, yeah. so everybody will be keeping their eyes uh, on what's going on elsewhere. Now, the Torquay team on Saturday, there'll be changes. Obviously, Kyle Cameron has a two-match ban, doesn't he? Because it's That's, his second sending off of yeah, the season. Yeah, he got sent off in similar circumstances, although it was in stoppage time, yeah. on the two-booking job at Boreham Wood when United lost there um, in... Uh, Two men sent off that day. Rory Keating yeah. went as well. Yeah. Um, ended up with nine men and lost three one at Boreham Wood. So because he's been sent off yeah. before, his suspension is cranked up to two games. So he'll miss Dulwich and then um, East Thurrock away yeah. next Tuesday oh, night. But this gives John Eve a chance to get himself yeah, back in the I side. Mean, I suppose that Gary Johnson has got two choices. He's got put John Eve Kueniate, yeah. who who he did send on last Saturday. Um, uh, for Jamie Sandals White, or he could drop Asa Hall back into the yeah, uh, back yeah. four where he also ended up last Saturday. United started out with Sandals White and Cameron and finished up with Niate and Asa Hall at, the, yeah. at central defence. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think, and he's already mentioned that uh, Niate is, is, may have his chance back. Because um, he was he was having quite a long run in the first team, wasn't he? Was. he Arte, and then yeah. then one thing and another, he, well, he, he dropped got the bench. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a groin injury, and that took him a little while to get over. Yeah. And whilst that happened, Sandals White went in, and let's face it, Sandals White and Cameron well, have been yeah. have been really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, even the mistake that McDonald made, if you want to call it a mistake, he he was trying to come and rescue the situation, and probably. Yeah. I think he suddenly thought, I'm going to look even more stupid if I keep coming. But uh, he ended yeah. up stopping and that was that. Well, how many mistakes has McDonald made over the last few months? Precious very, few. Very few yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Johnson's got to come up with a, uh, yeah. a, a solution to that. Uh, and also, Frankie Vincent came on fans, last Saturday. Fans are looking forward to getting a look at um, Frankie Vincent, and, I think. And, uh, you know, that this, as Johnson said following the weekend he's certainly done himself no harm mm. with his two substitute appearances last week and he, he uh, he's a young um, 19 year old this is his first senior loan out from Bournemouth yeah. um, and that being the case I think normally a club a, a premiership club loaning a midfield player to a National League South club would expect him to be starting Yeah, that isn't necessarily the case I think because they've sent Vincent to play more uh, for Johnson to look after him and bring him on, uh, yeah. and Johnson, as he said last Saturday, I will know the right time to bring him in. Now, whether yeah. this is it or not, I don't know. I, I, I certainly like the look of him, and nearly everybody else who was who was at Parkview Road last week did. He 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 picks up the ball. If there's any space in front of him, he drives straight into it. Yeah. He part. He moves the ball quickly. Um, uh, supports. Good engine. Uh, not the biggest, but. Powerful, powerful yeah. lad, fit, uh, good first touch, and um, you know these are, you know, first big steps yeah. for him. And and um, I, I, I th well, Johnson has already said that he wouldn't have any qualms about putting him straight into the team. Whether no this qualms. Saturday or not is is the day we'll we'll see. And there'll be an opportunity on Saturday as well for the uh, the, the fans at least to um, to remember to. 
to former girls who were, you know, much loved former girls. Yeah, um, uh, obviously, <laughs> in Twitching died 14 months ago, yeah. something like that, and there was a minute, I can't remember, there was a, I never remember whether it's a, pl- a silence or applause these days, but, but uh, United fans remembered him then. Yeah. Uh, rather frustratingly, uh, um, United have renamed, uh, uh, and that's not frust- frustrating, they have renamed one of their executive boxes after yeah. him, and it was due to all happen at the Chelmsford game, which was then called off. Um, the actual reunion of his old teammates and friends went ahead yeah. very happily, including winger Peter Koffel, who travelled. Obviously, he'd come down for the funeral, but he travelled back from Essex. Uh, so that went ahead. There are so the some great was, names in that picture. Uh, oh, Willie yeah. Brown is in there yeah, as well, yeah, isn't Andy Proven, yeah. um, uh, Steve Morrell, who, who, my goodness, he played for United for so long. I've, when I was looking it up the other day, I hadn't realised yeah. how long Steve had played. He's from Newton Abbott, by the way. Um, my goodness, wasn't he quick? He was. Uh, people yeah. think that Rodney Jack yeah. was quick. I'd love to have seen a 100-yard <laughs> sprint. race between oh, those two. Yeah, um, yeah, so the reunion went ahead at the, at the yeah. called-off Chelmsford game, but obviously the introducing to the crowd and that sort of thing didn't. So I can't, I wouldn't be at all surprised if United don't include Twitchin, yeah. uh, even though, of course, he, he passed away 14 months ago, yeah. with a tribute to Cliff Myers, who... Uh, has died at the age of 72, um, midfield player of the mid-1970s, very stylish player, I think we, 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 we touched did. on it yeah. last week, yeah. and obviously United haven't played at home since then, so um, uh, I'm sure there will be a, a minute uh, for Cliff Myers, and probably people will join in for Ian Twitching as well. They will. Now, I have to wind the clock back a little bit here, because while we were talking about Welling, one thing we didn't mention was the length of time the ball was in play at Welling. Now, you, you and Gary Johnson were talking about this the other day. Well, I did a piece in the, in the Herald Express this week. Yeah. Fascinating. I hadn't realised it until uh, um, chatting to Gary over the weekend um, uh, uh, that he, he suddenly threw in and, and, and he makes... This is... Here we go. This is the kind of stats the, the number and, crunching and, and analysis goes yeah. which goes on. Yeah. Uh, the ball was, uh, um, according to Gary and since checked it out and it's pretty right uh, the ball was 23 minutes in play in the first half and 24 in the second is that right so that's 47 yeah. minutes out of the 90 the ball was actually in play last Saturday now you can get yourself too wound up what was yeah. it yeah uh, there's statistics statistics and <laughs> Mark Twain territory yeah right? quite yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but forget what happened last Saturday necessarily I think that suited Welling very nicely, thank yeah. you very much, and probably not United, who want the ball in play all the time. So, I mean, the reason, um, it, it's a stop-start game, the ball's going absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. Bookings, yeah. Mm-hmm. treatment, etc., uh, etc., et et you know, by the, and, and interestingly, of course, their goalkeeper, who was booked midway through the first half yeah. for the foul on, on Andrews, that at least meant that he couldn't time he couldn't risk no, being called for time-wasting yeah. later on, so he actually got on with it uh, <laughs> later on. Um, but we've all sat, haven't we, not in games in recent years and looked at each other and say, is there still a six-second rule for the goalkeeper yeah, holding yeah. on to the ball? Yes, there is. There is. It's still there in the laws Co- of the game correct. somewhere, isn't it? When is it ever uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, imposed? Yeah. Uh, not Never. often. No. Um, so, uh, but this is a, I think this is a, not just, just because that happened at Welling last Saturday, but this is a trend in the game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and I think it's something which we all of us view with a little bit of concern. Yeah. 
Uh, thank goodness, I don't suppose that Playmore will feature VAR for a few for a <laughs> no. year or two. But you imagine some of the games at top level when a team is winning one nil and trying yeah. to quote game manage. Yeah, what a, what a, yeah. <laughs> that game, covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Yeah. Did Jim McNichol ever game manage? <laughs> he probably did. Actually, <laughs> I mentioned in the piece in the Herald. I, I couldn't. Whenever I, we talk about these sort of things, I can't help thinking back to a game at Crew years and years ago under Cyril Knowles, and that was when you were allowed to pass the ball back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, uh, when United went in for absolutely the most blatant time wasting you've ever seen in your life, and it went on and on and on and on. It was in the days when it's all right so, when we do it. It's it, when well, somebody else does it. Thank goodness like it didn't. It, yeah. it doesn't. It, it, that, that, that was that was the the peak of of, of time wasting. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And of course, in those days, Cyril Nelson's team did not concede goals home or away. It was an event when they when they let yeah. two in, let alone one. Um, and uh, uh, I can, this, the, the crowd at Gresty Road was going absolutely spare, and I don't blame them. <laughs> and and I, I can remember thinking, oh, God, we could, we could be lucky to get out of here alive, you know, yeah. uh, as this went on. And of course, Cyril was never backward in coming forward like that. And um, uh, uh, rather than, you know, he, he was no man for cowering in the dugout at a time like no. that. There he was on the edge of the touchline, virtually directing the ball <laughs> back to um, United. And I and was it Kenny Allen or Paul Crichton? I'm not quite sure. One, one of the two. But doesn't it and look strange when you see these old big matches on TV? Doesn't it look strange when they roll the ball back to the keeper and he picks it up? Yes. You see, start yeah. shouting at the TV. Just, yeah. But... but anyway, thank goodness that's been stopped. Yeah. But of course, what's happened now is is that teams way beyond Playmore and Torquay are. You know, we've seen it all, haven't we? You, yeah. People will know exactly what we're talking about, um, and. It's poor, isn't it? For, for a game, for the yeah. ball to actually yeah. be in play for only just over half the allotted yeah. time. Um, and it's something which I think, you know, officials and officialdom are going to have to, especially if VAR is going to be coming in, well, games are going to be stop-start anyway. While Champions League games last night were stop-start, stop-again. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, not convinced they got it right in the end. No. But, you know. Well... And of course, the crucial thing will be once the TV companies start suspecting yeah. that the product isn't quite as entertaining and as full on. I mean, you know, the reason why all these billions of pounds have gone into the Premier League in English football is because it's more eventful, more exciting, pacier, more uncertain da -da 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 yeah. than any other major league in the world. That, you know, all the people watching in Asia and around the world all love the Premier League because it's up and at them, there's more action, there's no standing off, there's no, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll keep a clean sheet for a while. It tends to be full on right from the first whistle. Now, and that's what the TV companies pay for. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, if, if <clears throat> games are perceived to be not quite as action-packed as we're used to, and this is a continuing yeah. trend. And if you get a four-minute delay while the referee makes his mind up on the VAR, which Whoa. he had in one of the in the Manchester City game last night, hold on. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, you know, it's a very difficult situation. If a player, uh, I watched the game between Man United and Chelsea, Chelsea, the, yeah. the, the, the other night. Man United two up in the second half. Look, he's a great player, and he had a very good game. Pogba bumped into somebody. Midway, it was in the Chelsea half. Yeah. Uh, you, you could see it was the mildest of challenges and contacts. He went to ground. He stayed on the ground. 
how does a... And he got up eventually yeah. and ran and ran around pretending that he'd been hurt. He hadn't been hurt. And I don't mean to pick him because there's, you know he's a top, top player yeah. and good yeah. luck to him. But are the referees sooner or later going to be asked to almost make medical decisions on how badly somebody's hurt? Well, we've you seen know, it at Torquay, haven't we? When a player goes down and starts slapping his hand on the ground and, and waving his arms in the air to stop the game, to get some treatment, and then will leap up and carry on. Nobody wants to see a serious injury, but the, like, exactly as you say, the referees are going to have to decide at, difficult, at a, a, you know, in Very a tenth of a second territory. whether a player is actually yeah. seriously well, hurt. The referees aren't qualified to, to, no. to, to do that, and yet... You know, this is yeah. an increasing part of the game. Um, look, all my rugby playing mates all tell me, oh, yeah, footballers are all pansies, you want to play rugby. The whole difference between rugby hits is that they tend to be on the top half of the body. Yeah. And don't get yeah. me wrong, <laughs> it's, it's crunching stuff. I'm not going to go out there and put this to the test, by no, the way. But, you, so. but we know what, you, you know what we mean. Yeah. They tend to be above the waistline, yes hugely bruising etc etc but football challenges are different people are running at full tilt yeah. anybody who's ever played football and had their ankle taken up from underneath them or or studs on your shin or etc 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 you can't get up and carry on running like you were just before no that, 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 that's let's be honest about it we're not talking about that half the time we are talking about little clips you know, little a nudge of the shoulder, yeah. or, or yeah. you know, a, a, not an elbow in the face, but maybe a raised arm that's just caught an eyebrow or something yeah. like that. That that's what we're talking about. And and luckily for us, and I think we 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 are fortunate at our level, at, at the lower division level, there's more honesty on the whole at lower division. I think level you're right. Yes, I think up. you're right. Yeah. Now whether that has to do with the fact the game isn't quite as quick as it in the Premier League. So those issues are, you know, cranked down a bit. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. I think it's true. Um, and there tends to be more, these lads are, work, are playing for a working wage rather than hundreds of thousands a week. Um, uh, and there's a, maybe there's a little bit more honesty at, at these yeah. lower division levels. We'd like to think so. We'd like to think so, Youth team, still doing well? Yeah, great. Doing very, very well, in fact. Uh, popped along to um, South Devon College's new pitch, where we were last Thursday, um, Saturday before last, and saw them. Yeah. They, 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 they beat a team from Swindon that day. They went up and, and had a very good win at Wimborne, who are technically, well, they are second in the table at the moment. Yeah. They put, beat them 8-3 uh, last Saturday. Did Olaf get any? <laughs> He did, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um Kozela is enjoying himself hugely this season. We were he, talking earlier on, actually, when we were talking about Frankie Vincent, about looking after players and bringing them on into the team at the right time. And Olaf is putting himself in the shop window constantly at the moment. Yeah, he? he's obviously, he, he made his debut for United. He's yeah. his starting debut, funnily enough, in the trophy game at Boreham Wood, where mm -hmm. Cameron and Keating were sent off. And he actually had to be taken off in that game because Keating yeah. got sent off and Johnson reshuffled it. But he's made a couple of substitute, a few substitute appearances since. He's not been involved in the last few weeks. I no. think the decision was taken. A, the first team squad is adequate and yeah. in terms of numbers. I mean, um, and I think the feeling is let Olaf carry on at youth team level. Yeah. Um, I think one of the the good things I, I watched him the other week, and and he's 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 
exceptional at youth team level. Yeah, what a prospect uh, he is. He scores he? goals yeah. very easily. Uh, and he takes people on, but he has the ability and the nous to know that when he goes up to senior level, he can't try the same mm. stuff at senior yeah. level that he can at youth team. Now, a lot of youth team players don't. It takes them some time to tweak yeah. that. Um, uh, Olaf Kosela instinctively knows that. So he tends to, when he receives the ball, shifts it pretty quickly yeah. and goes and gets in a better position at youth team level. He takes people on. He's strong enough to turn in the box, etc., which he wouldn't be at senior level. Um, and uh, he, he's so when he steps up, and I'm sure we'll probably see yeah. him before the end of this season again at first team level. He he kind of knows what what yeah. he can do and what he can't do, which is a huge asset for a 16 stroke 70 17 next month uh, level. So uh, yeah, we, we all look forward Looking to, forward to, to seeing that again. Absolutely. Yeah. Now next Tuesday, just to, just as a final thought, you and Toddy are uh, centre stage, aren't you? Yeah, I, so, <laughs> that's a bit much. Um, yeah, I've very kindly been asked to. The Senior Goals is a new supporters club, yeah. not a club, a, a, a new group, a supporters group for over forty support over forty years old supporters. Yeah, um, uh, uh, started up with the help of the community trust. They had a meeting last month, and they're having monthly meetings. And they all get together and have somebody along. Um, rather awkwardly, it's on the same day as the East Thurrock away game, so yeah. I shall 99% certain miss that. Um, but yeah, they, they've kindly invited yours truly and Chris Todd, who, who yeah. obviously works at South Devon College, uh, playing for Buckland Athletic at the moment. And, yeah. um, a, a great, great centre-half for United during the years when they yeah. fought back from relegation from the league. Interesting um, chap, he's got stories to tell about much more than football as oh, well, hasn't he, Todd? Extraordinary yeah. Yeah. character. Um, United fans well documented his 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 uh, his leukemia and how he he came back from that in an astonishingly yeah. uh, quick time to play his part in United's promotion back into the league. Um, top bloke, apart from anything else, um, and has had a damn good career yeah. before he even. He's a Swansea. He's a Jack. Yeah. Um, played for Swansea City and then Exeter City, obviously, before he came to Plainmore. And he's 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 been manager of Eastleigh for quite a oh, yeah. And I think he got a pretty raw deal at Eastleigh. He wasn't doing much wrong. No, though, exactly. He? No. And then assistant to Lee Hodges at Truro and a spell at Gloucester. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he knows his stuff. Thoroughly looking forward to it and I hope that the senior goals are gentle with us. No, I'm sure they will be. And this is happening at Plainmore? Yeah, next Boots Tuesday evening. It's 2 o'clock uh, uh, to 4 o'clock next Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And there's quizzes and raffles and a bit of fun and, and you know, a fair bit of reminiscing, I dare say. Good stuff. Um, Nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs> no absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time. This has been the uh, the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talking United Yellow Army podcast. Again, all those things in a completely different order to what we usually say them, but um, we'll, we'll get it right sooner or later. It's, it's like the old faulty towers. Uh, <laughs> side, <isn't> it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Dulwich Hamlet on Big Saturday, Plainmore, three o'clock kickoff. We'll be there. Come over and say hello. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us what you don't like about the podcast. Uh, always nice to put some some faces to the uh, the people that listen. Uh, we'll see you there. And in the meantime, as always, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.